going on, everyone? We have a banger of an episode today. Courtney Rocky is in the building, live in the flesh. She is a two-time NQ NPC figure competitor, a sweetheart, and an avid internet troll. In this episode, Courtney and I talk about the mental state you have to put yourself in if you want to win, how she preps for competition, and of course, dating on Tinder. Before we dive into this episode, I want to remind you that these podcasts come out every Friday. I know most of you aren't doing anything on a Friday night, so go ahead and take a listen. Take a screenshot of this podcast, post it on your Instagram, tag me in your stories, your tweets, or your Facebook posts. You know, somebody's got to be posting on Facebook these days. Let me know what your thoughts are, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. I take pride in responding to every single comment and DM I receive. The show notes for this podcast are at nicholasnatalie.com. All right, let's get to the episode. day in Riverside, California. This is the Nicholas Natale Show. I am your host, Nicholas Natale. Each week, I meet with individuals that have found life hacks or strategies to live a more fulfilling life. We have a very special guest today, Courtney Rocky, in the house. I have uh, I've recruited a, a secret resource, your, your best friend, Marky, to give me <laughs> the dirt, give me the deets on what we really need to know oh, about man. you. There's a lot of it, so... So... <laughs> The first, the first topic she recommend talking about is. Uh, <laughs> I'm so nervous right now. She said. <laughs> it goes so many different ways. She said you have some interesting food habits. I uh, do. For for one, tell me, tell me about the ripeness of bananas. When's <laughs> when's the best time to eat a banana? So I personally. Love my bananas a little bit on the green side. You can't say a little bit. I, I've seen the picture. You know, it's... Those are if, full green. If you were to open up a box of crayons... Right. That lime green Crayola, mm. that is the... that That's it. That's the move right there. Oh, man. I just... I When they're yellow, I don't like the consistency of them. I just oh. think they're a little, like... A mushy? Chewy, mushy? Mushy? I don't, I don't know if I would even say mushy. I like them a little firmer. Ah, got it. I don't it. know. It's a weird thing. I know it creeps people out a little bit. <laughs> I I just want to know, like, when did it start? Did somebody give you a yellow one? Or did you not have time one day and you needed breakfast and you're like, I'm snagging uh, the green one. I'm going for it. I think so. Yeah, I think I think it just happened. I don't, I don't know. I've... I've just never been the kind of person that's like, oh, I need to wait for that banana to be Ooh. ripe. <laughs> I that does make sense. I've never really. You buy a banana, like you that. eat the banana. I hear exactly, what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it's more on the basis of time. Is it more than the flavor, or you prefer the flavor? I do. I don't not like the flavor. I think it's good. Hmm. I'm gonna have to put that to the test. I feel like that's something <laughs> I might have to try now. But you never go brown, though. Oh, never. I never go brown. I don't. I don't like any brown on the banana. Like having a yellow banana is like the last hope. Like if there is a spot of brown, I will. Really, like yellow is the last hope. My goodness, that's crazy. I like it like right in between the yellow and the green. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Now, now the one time Marky put on her story of me with the bananas or whatever. That's right. To be fair, <laughs> Full blown I probably green. would have waited a day. Okay. So I, I think I ate one just to bother her. Okay. Got it. It was a mind game. It, it wasn't... was. It really was. Got yeah. it. I gotta have that 
that that in between because i have to be able to peel it yes true you can't peel it you can't peel it yeah that's a great point (laughs) (laughs) okay and then tell me about (laughs) i have other food habits if you want i want to know how you let me in let me in so bodybuilding does very weird things to people okay i want to know when you prep for a show I've gone several different routes where I'll have my coach give me a meal plan, and I pretty much stick to that, or I'll um, switch certain things in and out. So if he says, okay, if he gives me a meal plan that's laid out and says, for this meal you have to have such and such amount of beef, I can switch that out and do salmon or or whatever. Right. Um, I've done that before, but I also do macro tracking, which is what I do now. With bodybuilding, when you prep for shows, and usually you're on prep anywhere from 10 to 20 weeks, um, you pretty much eat whatever when you can. Yeah. So like if my coach is like, Hey, you can have a waffle, you can have this or that. I'm going to eat it then. Yeah. Right then and there. Like I'll sometimes have, you know, a six to eight ounces of, of lean beef and then I'll have two waffles with it. Yeah. I, it's a yeah. very weird, like, it's not like I'm thinking in my head, Oh, these foods go together. It's like. My foods are laid out, especially when I'm in season at certain times of day. So it's like, okay, this is the pre-workout meal. So I have yeah. to have that right before I eat. Right. This is post-workout and it helps kind of with recovery based on what I'm having. So yeah. that's where it gets kind of uh, funky is uh-huh. just how things are laid out. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I, like, I can have this and make it like a, like these are all breakfast foods. Like Right. You just you just eat to eat. You eat kind of to fuel your body. I hate saying that because I think it's so dorky when people are like, "Oh man, I don't <laughs> eat for flavor. Like I just I just eat for fuel." I'm Chicken like, no, like because I do eat a little more normal in my off season. I do okay. have a regular breakfast. I do right. have, you know, I'm like I'm not I'm gonna be having more dinner foods. So yeah, yeah. but it definitely does create weird habits where I like. If I'm just eating pasta and then I'm like, I don't want a waffle too, I might do it. Just dive in. And is it because you, you're trying to hit a certain amount of carbs for that day? So a carb is a carb or like Usually, a yes. fat is a fat? So yeah. it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. There's no genre of food. Exactly. You know? Why why limit it to a time of day? Exactly. They're all carbs to me. I, I love carbs. Yeah. I do eat a lot of carbs. Another thing I do, <laughs> I drink my egg whites. I don't think oh, that's Oh, man. That, at least in bodybuilding, it's not weird. Out of, out of like a carton that says egg whites, or like you crack it, separate it, oh, and slurp it. Oh man, straight yeah. up. Yeah, like so. All if I buy, I try to buy like the bigger ones, but sometimes if I go and buy like the little half sizes, yeah, um, you'll just down it. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's very common for bodybuilders because it's like when we have to get a lot of protein in. I know very few bodybuilders that will actually be like, oh god, I cook my egg whites. If anything, they'll do it with like eggs or other stuff but it's like if we're only having egg whites like i personally don't find that to be an enjoyable thing to eat so i just drink it and get it over with dang i don't want to waste my time cooking it and then feeling like i have to like finish it, down, it. yeah so. it's like force feeding exactly yeah Nobody so i'm will. like i'll just drink it and, like, and then boom done so is salmonella still on the mind when you do that no. or is that only when the yolk is there that's i don't know because i don't know that's I really, a very good question and I'm not sure. I should probably be a little more concerned about that, but I do like to live a little dangerously. So. I, yeah, I respect that. <laughs> Have you ever thought about getting salmonella from eating salmon? Sam, salmonella? 
not even going to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get leave right now. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast done. <laughs> cool. Well, that's sweet. How do you determine when you're? So let's say you're in season. How do you determine what time of type of day? I mean, sorry, what time of day you have to eat? You have to eat at specific times. Pretty much. How does that go um, into things? Give or give or take. Yeah. So, and it all depends. My schedule of my day, my meals, my training. Uh, when I'm in season. Mm-hmm. And season is like competitions coming up. Yes. Right? So okay. I consider season to be 14 to 20 weeks out from a show or a competition. Um, because now sometimes that's like finishing up a bulk, but you're already starting to ease into certain things. Um, so that's why it's like, okay, if I'm on a 12 week prep, I might be considering myself in season 14 to 16 weeks out versus 12 weeks out. Um, so that's just when I'm more conscientious about everything I'm doing and timing everything. So I check in with my coach and he'll change things that I do about every four days or so. Sometimes literally on the day, if I'm like two weeks out, I check in with him pretty much every day. Oh my gosh. Um, what is he tweaking? So could be macros it could be cardio he might view a check-in and say okay i want you to refeed so push your carbs up to 300 some grams you know take this fat back down he it's there's a lot of science behind it which is why i have a coach i i truly don't know enough and i think i i think i could prep myself for a show pretty well based on what i've done in the past but even some of the most recent shows and in competitions I've done, I'm always shocked by what he's doing and what works. Like, I'm like, I would have never thought to do that. Right. And so I don't know how the whole science behind that goes. That's why I always recommend coaches. But, yeah, yeah, so things change. So, you know, he might say, hey, I want you to fast until 10 a.m. on these days and then have your first meal. So then you have to plan accordingly. You have to say, okay, I need to bring... Um, kind of my, my breakfast to work with me. Yeah. Um, and then roughly pretty much everything goes two to three hours apart. Some meals might be quicker. You might just be having a protein shake or something like that. Like a couple yogurts or whatever. But I would say every two to three hours is kind of that frequency, which usually once I hit two to three hours, I'm ready to eat something again. Oh my gosh. Like you feel hungry? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. So what is a, what's a refeed? In regards to like carbs, he does all that. Is he the mm-hmm. he's the mastermind behind it? Yes. So. And do you think? It, I mean, I guess the other side of it is he knows the science. Is he also helping with motivation too, or like maintaining okay. focus? He, my coach, is a hype man. Oh, like, well, that's great. I've trained with him before. Take him to the club. Be he's great awesome. Anyway. He's just he's he bodybuilds as well. That's he's a good. monster. He's like two seventy. He will be yelling at you in the gym. Um, definitely my <laughs> biggest encourager when, I, when I'm when i in season. Uh, we'll call, FaceTime, do whatever. Just really be, you know, hyping me up if he can't be at a show. Yeah. FaceTiming in. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's awesome with that. Uh, now, refeeds are basically when you're in a contest prep. Yeah. Your calories are low. Uh-huh. Some people have lower calories than others. But, of course, to lose weight and to get to an extremely low body fat percentage, you have to have lower calories, which equates to lower macros. So some people can have higher carbs. Some people can have higher fats. 
Some people kind of have to go back and forth. It just really depends on that body type. So Mm. a lot of times what can happen is your body's so low for a while, it can tend to plateau. Oh. So what we do with a refeed, some people call it a cheat meal. um, Oh, that's exciting. Is yes. Yeah, (laughs) essentially. But what gets, so refeeding, sometimes it can be within a certain amount of carbs. So he might say, say I'm on 150 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. He might say, hey, bump your carbs up to 300. Now that means eat whatever so that I meet those macros. So that could mean having, you know, a turkey burger or whatever, because, you know, the the bun or having fries or whatever is going to increase those carbs. Some refeeds are dirtier than others, so like a dirty cheat. So Oh, hit me. Now, What's the best dirty cheat you've ever had? Ooh. I'm always like a burger and fries. Really? Kind okay. Of girl. Okay. I don't know because I there's certain things I don't think I could do like a pizza mm. on a prep because yeah. I feel like my body is so like that's kind of extreme. I yeah. feel like I have a anti-grease kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel as like oh after I have like a burger. Yeah. And From a specific spot when he says get yourself a burger and fries, oh are you going in and out? Are you going Five Guys? You, or oh, do you dude. go home? It home just, it depends on on my mood. Mm. I do like In and Out. I love Five Guys. Five Guys is good. It's just expensive. I don't think I've had Five Guys. If I'm being honest, I've only I've only had In and Out. It is so good. Do you? Th- it's hit me better. Different. Different. Okay. It's it hurts your wallet. Ah, got it. Like a double cheeseburger with bacon and fries. Yeah. And a drink comes out to be like $17. It's very expensive. Oh, man. It's good, though. It's really good. Sounds like it's worth it. I do like Red Robin, too. I'll do yeah, Red, Red Robin's Robin a good. Lot. Habit, habit's okay. It's not really a go-to when I'm on prep, because I'm always like, mm, I want something that's like yeah. good. Something that's going to hit yeah. the spot. If I'm I mean, gonna, you got to make it worth it. I got to make it really worth it. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. But yeah, so we increase those in hopes that we drop weight after when we immediately cut back down. Sometimes you might refeed for like two days in a row. Nice. And then you drop back down to that lower, the lower macros. Sweet. So walk me through like the mindset that you have to have. Because 14 to 16 weeks, right, mm-hmm. of like being in season, that's a long time <laughs> to be focused and determined. And I've, I've seen you say stuff like it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, for lack of better words. It's not for mm-hmm. everybody. Like what, what is like, I don't know, I want to say is it grueling? Is it fun? Is it miserable? Is it awesome? All of the above. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a mindset that very few people have. And I get on social media and it seems bodybuilding and, and competition seems to be almost a trend yeah. in today's world. Which even five, six years ago, it wasn't. Right. And I know there's, there's different divisions now. You have bikini and men's physique, which makes it a lot more attainable for a lot of people i mean i can go grab a girl at the mall and put her on a treadmill for four weeks and she just has great genetics and i can get her lean enough to to do a show and do all right yeah but um you know i really would say bodybuilding true and true bodybuilding at a competitive level and i i can literally talk about this forever hit me and my thoughts on all of this yeah i want it true competitive bodybuilding is literally for like the one percent Really? There's a lot of people that don't have the mentality behind it. You, We go to these shows now, and 
I don't like to necessarily rip on bikini or rip on men's physique, but unfortunately those divisions do get a lot of people that come in there and they're just like, I'm just doing it for the experience. I'm just yeah. doing it. You know, it's me versus me. And I'm like, I don't have that mentality in anything that I do. I'm like, if I have someone I'm competing against, I am coming for them. I'm yeah, coming after yeah. them hard. Yeah. And you're going to win. It's not I for an experience. Be, yeah. I mean, I've had times where I'll be quiet on social media because I don't want other people to see what I'm doing. Wow. And it's not about the affirmation of that for me. And so you see a lot of that. And that's why these divisions, you know, you have bikini class A, men's physique class C or D. And it's like, you have 35 people out there. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, and that's one class. Yeah. You have bikini classes, classes A up through class F. Wow. So if you have, you know, 30 girls in certain, I know you get less and less as they get taller, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that's... They're coming in. They are. They really are. And I have a hard time believing that every single person up there has that same mentality. Of training and consistency in their diet and mm -hmm. doing it for the W. Right. And there almost seems to be, it kind of seems to be a trend also that I've seen of like, oh, I cheated on my diet. Oh, I did this and that. Oh, and man. So true. I see that. I see, or you see a lot of people that they, they talk about doing a show. It's mm -hmm. always... I'm going to do a show. Oh, I've started a prep. And yeah. then two weeks later, you see them on Instagram and they're, you know, out doing Lord knows what, eating yeah. whatever, party, yeah. drinking, so on, so you forth. name it. Yeah. And all of a sudden they go quiet about it. And then yeah. three months later, oh, I'm prepping yeah. for a show. And yeah. it's a kind of a continuous cycle. cycle. So I don't know. I think you have those people that are kind of the ones that I'm always gonna do it. And then they yeah. never do. Yeah. And then you get your people that do a show for the experience of right, it. Right, right. I'm kind of like, why waste your time? Right. Why are you putting your body through this to just get third call? That's, I don't, I just, I just yeah. don't understand that mentality. Yeah. And then you have a lot of people that are really in it and they work extremely hard and it's their mm -hmm. life and it's a passion for them. Yeah. And you see a lot of those people in women's figure, physique, mm -hmm. uh, women's bodybuilding. You don't really see anymore, but those, those ladies were hardcore. Yeah. Your classic physique guys, your big bodybuilders that's yeah. where you see that mentality and it's like pretty much across the board because those are such difficult physiques to achieve right so when you're getting prepared for a show and you're going into the gym do you have things that you consistently say to yourself remind yourself when you walk into the gym like to be able to say i'm going to take down whoever is your competitor like what is the the self-talk and the focus to get something like that done you know it's some days, some days I need it. Other days I don't. More often than, than not, I don't. When I start a prep, people are always like, how do you do it? How do you just like jump on board? And it's like, I literally, I, when I prep for a show, I usually will kind of, you know, have whatever the night before. And that morning I just get up and diet starts. Wow. That's, it is what it is. Kind of like signifies like this is the last, this is the last cheat meal. Everything else mm -hmm. from here on out, I'm locked in. And I don't even think about it at that point. I'm yeah. just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And then and you do it. Wow. You just do it. You get on the treadmill and you just are on the treadmill for an hour if that's what you need to do. You're on the stairs for an hour. Yeah. You're eating, you're following whatever your diet is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Some, I mean, some days I definitely need a little more motivation than others. But that's just like any other day in your life too. Yeah. You need more you need more motivation to get up and go to work and to do whatever else. But I've never I, I'm not really the type of person that's like thinking like, 
oh, that has to have this crazy like I'm thinking of beating all these people like when, yeah, I, yeah, when yeah. I'm training yeah. I, because I enjoy training I yeah. like going in there and hitting yeah. it hard and yeah. so I don't necessarily need that driving force behind me yeah but I definitely have that driving force in more the closer weeks to the closer weeks and sticking to diet and like sticking yeah. to sleep and like getting my water in and stuff like that that's the hard step going to the gym is so easy when you yeah. love to train you love to lift heavy it's like that's your favorite part of your day. So yeah. I don't have to get the motivation to go and to do my thing there. I need the motivation where it's like nine o'clock at night and I'm like, dude, I could go for some ice cream right now. Yeah, heck yeah. That's when I need the motivation. The, and the discipline. Like, you know, this, this me, like if I were to cheat right now, could that make or break a show? Maybe not, but also maybe it could. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So. That's where I have that that drive, and why would I really want to cheat? And you know, when I've when I've dedicated for shows so and much, done it perfectly, yeah. it's yeah. so much more rewarding. And I know I've done everything I could have done for it. Yeah, heck yeah. And what type of changes is your body going through over fourteen to sixteen weeks? Are you? I mean, I don't know. Typically, are you cutting weight, cutting down? Because most of the mm-hmm. time, I see numbers like six percent body fat, like they're stating mm-hmm. how much fat they still have on them and all that stuff. So I imagine people are starting at. 15 13% and cutting down like that's right that's a pretty significant amount of body fat right so I mean I typically well I'm not planning on doing any shows for a while everything's more strength based right now oh really like uh like more like powerlifting stuff so heck yeah but I'm still trying to stay at a lower body fat I would have times where I would let, because with bodybuilding, there's a lot of fluctuation that goes on. Yeah. And it's because you need to, you want to grow. Mm-hmm. And I would, I mean, I would let myself get to 20, 22, 24% body fat because I was needing to, to grow. And I mean, I've cut down to about 9%. Jeez. So currently I prefer to sit around... 16 17% pretty lean mm-hmm. uh, just because I like the way I, I look and yeah I feel comfortable I feel like I'm not just I don't feel fluffy and yeah, yeah it makes training easier for me but yeah so they're definitely there's a lot of big jumps in bodybuilding that's part of why I'm kind of doing <laughs> what I'm doing right now is I was yeah. like every time I would do a show it's like okay well you have to get bigger and how do you get bigger well uh, you yeah. have to put on body fat yeah and you know, respect to the people that do it all the time. I just, I was just kind of like, uh, I don't like that back and forth. I don't yeah. like feeling unhappy with how I look for part of the year because yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to get bigger. Yeah. And only liking how I look when I can't go out or eat or do whatever. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. I've heard that the, that the, the slow, slow grow approach is mm-hmm. like the, the more stable, I guess, like kind of consistent for your own sake and Mm -hmm. I guess healthier too right because I've also heard I don't know anything about this so I am very excited if if you know (laughs) water depletion or something like that Mm -hmm. to just cut out all your water like the night before a competition is that what happens that's a thing that's a thing is it Um, healthy is it is it (laughs) not healthy healthy at all um bodybuilding is not healthy and I will say I come from the standpoint of, you know, you really got to pick a good coach. Yeah. And that mentality. So, I mean, my coach has this mentality. 
if you go to Hani Rambod, you know, coach Jeremy Buendia, five-time Mr. Olympia, if you go to him and you say, hey, when should I start cutting my water out? Should I completely just start sipping water two days out? Blah, 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 blah. He would look at you and say, if you need to do that, you're not conditioned enough. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. And that's kind of the mentality that my coach has too. He won't cut sodium. He won't cut water. I mean, I'll still be drinking. Like all these girls are backstage and they're like, I'm so thirsty. All these bikini girls. I'm so thirsty. All I've had is tilapia and broccoli for two months straight. Oh and I'm gosh. like, I can't relate to that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I'm like drinking my water. I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. pick a new coach. Yeah. <laughs> Get you in contact with mine. He's great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of really bad coaches out there, and they kind of hold those mentalities. It's a lot of, like, the bro science. The, yeah. Oh, you need to have this and that. And, like, there's so much science out there that's proven that we don't need to do that. And, yeah. like... People just repeatedly do it and do it and do it. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm seeing less and less of it, thankfully. People yeah. are kind of realizing this and researching coaches and finding good coaches, but... Yeah, you definitely, you see that at every show. Hmm. How do you know when your coach is bad or good? Because I assume most people are probably going to find a coach through Instagram now. And Mm -hmm. like we've already said, this trend of the almost like just I'm in it because it's a cool thing right now. It's a Mm -hmm. fad and it'll maybe give me quick mini fame or whatever it is. Mm. But now on the flip side of it is you want a good coach. You want somebody that's going to be take it serious and... Right. So there's a lot of people out there, a lot of fitness influencers, um, guys and girls that offer programming online, whether or not that's just general weight loss programming, contest prep programming, you name it, it's out there. Yeah. Booty building plans, whatever. Get the booty building. You get a lot of people that are providing services and Uh, meal plans that aren't certified to be doing so and that's why I mean I have people that DM me all the time and are like hey can you put a meal plan together for me hey this and that and I'm like I'm sorry I'm not I'm not certified in that I don't know I know it works for my body but I don't know what works for yours right and I have a great list of coaches I mean my coach included but several others that are local or that are online coaches that are very knowledgeable and they're trained in that and they work with tons of people and see different body types and how different people react and everything. And so, um, definitely it's, it's doing your research and it's reaching out. So, I mean, I'll have people reach out to me all the time and be like, Hey, I see you've worked with Justin for a while. What do you think of him? Oh, that's like a fair question. Yeah. I love that. I love those questions. I love telling them he is a fantastic coach yeah he's gonna take care of your body he cares about your health making sure you're healthy before he even you know thinks about cutting you down for a show yeah that's what's important because you have a lot of people that will just throw together a cookie cutter diet meal plan and that's another thing if a coach comes to you with a meal plan and says hey you're gonna follow this for four weeks straight that's not a good meal plan yeah they should be checking in with you I would say at least once a week. Yeah. And making adjustments based on that. So if they can give you something and are like, just follow this. Paul, this is a perfect they're recipe. They're probably giving it to every single person. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Because yeah. it's mean, easy for them. Right. Right. So that's not usually good. Uh, kind of those bro science, water depletion, things like that. And mm-hmm. those are questions you can ask. I would say 
you know, reach out to them. If you don't feel like you're necessarily getting enough information, reach mm-hmm. out to their athletes, see what they say. Uh, yeah. Even ask questions along those lines. Like, what does your meal plan look like? Do you cut water? Like, yeah. they'll answer those questions. Even not if you're asking it, like, you don't have to be like, oh, I don't think that's right. Like, just ask the question genuinely. Yeah. They'll say yes or no. Yeah. But yeah, so just, just reaching out. Also making sure that they have the certifications needed mm-hmm. as well, that it's not just... Um, They're legit. Not yeah. just some guy that's... Not just some girl in Gymshark pants that oh, bought oh, those and all of a sudden she can sell meal plans to people. So. That's exactly how it goes. It is. It is. Or I, you just add underscore fit to your oh, username and that's... I mean, yeah. shoot, why not? I know. You don't even need to go to school anymore. That's all you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> just be kind of fit, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> I want to I want to go back to that subject soon, but I also want to ask. <laughs> this is, these are Marquis, just so you know. <laughs> that is so long. Yeah, it is. Oh it, my gosh. Yeah, she. Did you ask her if she APA formatted that thing? Yeah, she should have. Maybe a little MLA. <laughs> yeah. She she told me to bring up the topic of Bumble. You've you've <laughs> you've uh, your your profile. You've roasted some fools. I have. Some some something happened where you got a free T-shirt. I don't know. <laughs> let let me in to this Bumble world. Do you go on there to roast people? Or what's what's the deal? I haven't been on Bumble for a little while. I I have been very busy mm. with work. A busy bee. Busy Bumble bee. I have. Bee. I'm still a busy bee though. Yeah, that's right. So you know, <laughs> I. Re- so I originally got on dating apps. This is probably 2013, 2014. Sometime around. Wow, yeah. Um, mainly because that's, so that's kind of when they started. Right, yeah. So the first one I got on, it was called Hot or Not. Perfect. Literally, people, you would get a rating. People, oh, like, it would be like, this many people think you're hot, and it would wow. never be as high as you want it to oh, be. It man. was always a little painful. So humble beginnings, yeah, right? Hot yeah. or not. Then Tinder came on the scene. This is before Tinder was sketchy. Right. So Tinder was like the, the dating thing. app. Yeah, the thing. I actually dated a couple guys off Tinder. How'd it go? Um, How- obviously, I'm I'm still single. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, I mean, did you get any good stories out of it? Were they good quality um, Tinder dudes? Because the the bar for Tinder guys now. Is very it's, low. It's so low. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was higher then. No, they were they were actually not bad back then because that's all we had. Yeah. Was Tinder. Um, but now you got options. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I got ghosted by a couple of them, mm. but you know, it's uh, it it's, it's what happens. It happens. And <laughs> Tinder's a different breed. Yeah, yeah. So after that, Bumble kind of started up, but then Bumble was like weird. Like people were like, "Okay, Bumble's like crazy." Like. I get on there, and there's, like, all these hot guys. Like, they were like, the guys are so good-looking. Everyone's good-looking on there. Wow. But no one matches you back. Oh. And I was like, well, I got to see about this. And I felt the same way. Like, I was like, I have no Bumble matches. Like, Interesting. What, yeah, what what's heck? going on? What's going on here? It was weird. But, like, everyone was good And I'd heard the same thing from, like, guys. Like, they were like, all the girls are good-looking, but no one matches you back. Do you think back. they're fake profiles? I have no clue. This is probably 2015 when Bumble was. If it just alive. started out, it could have very well been like a, a, a marketing scheme to get people in. It could have. Like just hire a bunch of models to take photos and build profiles. Totally. That's actually not a bad idea. It's not. Exactly. And everyone's good looking. Yeah. Of course you're going to keep pe- yeah. people coming back. Yeah. Like, then they go back to Tinder and they're like, oh, uh, I'm <laughs> delete this again. Like, this is not yeah. good. <laughs> 
How's it hanging, everybody? I wanted to take a moment from that podcast to mention our sponsor. That's right, our very first sponsor. What's your type? The latest dating app on the market. You enter your blood type. Somebody else enters their blood type. If there's a match, you like it, you like them, you meet up, you donate blood together, you save a life, and potentially find love. How great is that? That's not real at all. But you know what else is real? What is real? is nicholasnatali.com and also youtube.com slash nicholasnatali. Go check it out. I post every Monday. And not to mention, the realest of them all is patreon.com slash nicholasnatali. One more time, patreon.com slash nicholasnatali. That's all I had to say, honestly. Let's get back to it, baby. Transitioning. Bumble. Great form of entertainment. Yes. Social media. Great form of entertainment. Also, some would say maybe a great form of trying to reach celebrities. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I hear you have some celebrity friends. I sure do. Oh man. I would say they are B-list celebrities. Okay. Okay. Would they appreciate being called B-list? Yeah, I think they would describe themselves. The okay. Same okay. Good. So you know, I'm not out here like, hey, Matthew McConaughey is my best friend. Yeah. 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 I'm not that cool. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, um, the connections I do have are, you know, your your bachelor, bachelorette contestants, uh, couple are you, are you... athletes. Um, you kind of get those weird people that are, <laughs> weird people, that are like fa- kind of semi-famous on Instagram mm-hmm. or like Twitter. They're more like Twitter famous people where they're like funny. Yeah. And they just post, like, Funny hilarious yeah. stuff. But, like, unless you're on Twitter and on that, like, side of Twitter and you're just, like, walk by them on the street, you're not going to know who they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I know what you're saying. I definitely have, like. A handful of those. I do. Yeah. I, I do have a handful of blue check marks that follow me. Oh, let's go. <laughs> you made it. Do you know John Chris? Oh, yeah. I know John Chris. The Christian comedian. He's great. He's funny. He is our pal. Yeah. So best buds, best, best freaking buds. buds. He's very concerned and worried about me and Marky and our behavior. No, <laughs> he just thinks we have a lot of energy. But um, you met him in person. We did. Oh, what the heck? Where? So he got us free tickets to his show here in Riverside, and we hung out with him backstage. You're gonna say he got you free tickets? Wow, how did that happen? Slide in the DMs. No, man. you're kidding me. That's Marky slid in the DMs. Okay. In Be- this because situation. she's in love. She was, she loves John Chris. She thinks he's hilarious. He's hilarious. She tweeted at him, was like, hey, like, she would literally just shoot your shot, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you got nothing tickets to lose. are sold out in Riverside. Like, I think she would have gone if she was able to get tickets regardless. Yeah. And so he DM'd her and was like, hey, like, give you two free tickets and, like, backstage passes and da-da-da. Oh, my gosh. What so a legend. So we got legend. the backstage passes. What a nice guy. And we thought we were just going to be, like, in line with all the other people. Like, so we were the first ones to get back there. He was like, hey, guys, like, was talking to us. And he was like, yeah, like, totally go hang out with the crew. Like, what the heck? He was like, I'm going to meet all these people. (laughs) Like, we literally hung out with him. Wow. See, that's the lesson there. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You can get some tickets to a comedian's show. That's right. This is another thing I wanted to ask you. What's it like being around the because i imagine you're in a division that's fierce fiercer mm-hmm. than the others what's it what's it like being around 
competitive athletes like that? What's the atmosphere? Um, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I kind of, I do kind of keep to myself to an extent when I'm backstage because I like to stay pretty focused. Mm. But I mean, I still, I still talk to people. Like I'm not, I'm not rude back yeah. there. But we definitely do get a lot of competitors that are and that like if you're their competition don't want anything to do with you they don't really talk to you wow um so i don't know you do see that but i like being around competitive people and actually even at my gym that i'm at so i have i have two gym memberships right now i have la fitness and then i have 24 hour fitness because i have to use um just for my training now i have to have round plates for when i deadlift so and my la fitness has hex plates yeah um and every time I'm at 24, mm-hmm. I'm just so unmotivated. Really? And it's just the type of people that are in there. It's yeah. just kind of the whole gym shark, just kind of, uh, oh, there's you. a lot of standing around. There's a lot Chatting. of, I mean, just kind of, I mean, more not big guys. Like, like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just like, when I go to LA Fitness, there's... A whole bunch of us in there. There's people that power lift that also train there. There's like a ton of guys that are like 250, 260, 270. And like those are the kind of people that I love being around. There's other figure girls. There's women's physique gals in there. Like I love being around that regardless of what they're doing, what division they are, if they're powerlifting, if they're bodybuilding, whatever they do. Like I just love being around like-minded people in that sense. And we're all very respectful of each other. Our etiquette is really good. Um, and we're all extremely driven. We just go in yeah. there and we just do our thing. And like, yeah. it's cool. Like you acknowledge each other, you you hype each other up when, when it's needed, but it's, and that's and that's it. It's not just like kind of, oh, just like I'm here going to the here. gym for the social aspect of it. Like we don't have that mentality. It's like, we're there to, to train, we're there to work. And then we leave because we got to eat. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's how it is. And like, Unfortunately, some gyms just like, I hate to say it, 24 attracts a different type of people. And I know there's LA Fitness gyms that yeah. do as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you find a good one, it's awesome. And there are a lot of people like that when you're in tougher divisions. Everyone kind of holds that same mentality. You are going to have your people that are just kind of like, oh, I don't want anything to do with you. But there's definitely, it's a small community and we're all very encouraging of each other. Oh, that's so, pretty sweet. And it's cool because there's a lot of overlap between like super competitive bodybuilding and like powerlifting. And like, even if you don't do both, like you're cool with each other and yeah. like, I don't know, you, you respect what the other person does. Yeah. Cause you understand, you right. understand the grind. Right. Dang. It's a different type of work, but it's equally hard. Back to the competitive nature of athletes. Where's your... Where is your opinion on steroid use in the bodybuilding community? <laughs> well, it is very common. <laughs> yeah. In specific divisions? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. It's extremely common among men and women. Um, yeah, I mean, I have my different opinions on it all. I know a lot of people might agree or disagree with me. I... There are a lot of divisions that I truly don't think guys can achieve naturally. Mm-hmm. Now people would be like, oh, then why do you support it? Why? Whatever. And yeah. Yeah, and that's a very good question. Yeah. Um, 
And it's just kind of how it is and how it's always been back in the day. I mean, Even we're not going to say yeah. that Arnold wasn't taking anything. He obviously... Oh, he, yeah, he admitted to these it. These guys, yeah. You get you have Arnold, you have Dorian Yates, Ronnie Coleman, all, all, all these guys. Yeah. They all did. Yeah. It's pretty much physically impossible to reach to that level. That. Yeah. And what's funny is those are the bodybuilding divisions that people like and that people are drawn to. Yeah. They... I mean, you go to a bodybuilding show. Okay, who really wants to sit and watch men's physique? I, I hate to, I hate to say yeah. it, but <laughs> people go there and they're like, "I want to see the big guys." The huge guys, yeah. That's how I am. I'm like, yeah. like you get bikini, even figure and kind of stuff. If I'm not up there, I'm kind of like, okay, like yeah. let's see the guys with their routine and they're yeah. huge, like almost 300 pounds. Like yeah. that's awesome. 300 Super pounds cool. and shredded and just specimens. Right, right. But it's just, I mean, that's just the reality of it. And yeah. I know a lot of people disagree with it that oh it's not right and, the, and you know you do natural shows and and blah 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 but i also don't discredit a lot of those guys because they work extremely hard yeah and a lot of them make those sacrifices they're aware of the harm that they're doing to their body and a lot of them would literally be like this is what i do it's yeah you know it, it, it is what it is and so it's almost part of their process you know right and that's why i have a lot of appreciation for guys like like rich piana who obviously has passed for about two years now but he was very honest about it all and mm-hmm. just like what is what you can achieve naturally and yeah and the limit limitations mm-hmm. but on just it. but just the honesty behind it and i wish there was more of that in the industry because you do have a lot of people that are not natural and then they claim to be natural yeah and that's... you're like seen so many videos where i'm like i know your coaches and I know you're not and yeah. you're saying that you are and so that's where it's like you're, and you're giving people a false image mm-hmm. I guess of what they can obtain naturally right when you just can't right yeah and there's I don't know there's different reasons why people are quiet about it but it's you know I think it's important for people to know that like there are certain things that you see and it's like don't be hard on yourself if you're not achieving what that person is achieving yeah so I think that's really important to remember so yeah and i think let me see i also read in arnold's book i freaking read his 500 page book (laughs) so so, whatever um and he was just saying how he it was like kind of when steroids were getting popular and he was taking them and he really didn't know the harm or whatever Mm -hmm. but he was saying how he would have taken anything really if somebody said it could have helped him win and i like his competitive mindset was not even concerned about like morals or mm-hmm. i guess i'm not saying to discredit that but like he was so focused on winning mm-hmm. that he was going to do whatever it takes and then later he found yep. out so also not making an excuse for him but that's part of the community and people are all like they have their negative opinions towards it and and whatever and but it's like that opinion isn't really going to change those guys mindsets around it yeah they could care less yeah whether that's good or bad and you know, unfortunately, you do have it cause like we've seen it cause a lot of harm to different people. Dallas McCarver, Rich, Ronnie like, Coleman now, yeah, Ronnie Coleman. I, I know Arnold's walk. had a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it definitely does take a toll on them. But they know that they're aware yeah. of it. Yeah. And when you do hear those guys talk, like you know Ronnie Coleman, he has no regrets. About I know it. that's He's the craziest so, thing. Like he literally was like, I only regret that. I hit 800 for three and not four. I know. Like, that's... 
Like these people love it. Like, they love they it. love that aspect of it too. Right. And so. that's kind of that's a mentality that I hold as well is utilizing my prime and that's something that my dad's really talked to me about. So my dad's super into bodybuilding. Yeah, your dad's Jack. He was a college athlete, played football and so um, obviously with football always those guys have you know always been lifting and whatever mm. always had a very competitive side and maybe two three years ago now he had some pretty bad nerve damage yeah um he went from one day being able to move 130s on 130 pound dumbbells on incline dang to not even being able to do a push-up and it was just one side of his body so of course to kind of even things out and stay proportionate he really had to drop weight down mm-hmm. build strength back up i mean he had a ton of therapy done and it's just like sometimes it comes back totally fine and, and yeah. he has gotten a lot better since then but yeah. you know and, and those kind of things as you age are kind of inevitable whether you're training really hard when you're young or not like yeah. you see people who didn't work out their whole life and they have can't whatever, walk or do whatever. Yeah. And it's it's like that's just what happens with age and so one thing my dad's always reminded me of is just really utilize my prime and, you know, be, and that's kind of why I've switched back to the powerlifting side of it, which is kind of when I, I started off with like powerlifting and CrossFit like six years ago. That's why I've kind of gone back to that is I'm like, okay, we have master's divisions in bodybuilding. If I want to do that when I'm 40, 45 years old, yeah. I can. Yeah, heck yeah. And I can probably do pretty well in it, but yeah. I'm like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this much weight when I'm 40. I don't yeah. know if at 35, after I have kids or whatever, if I'm still going to be able to do this. So yeah. I don't want to ever be like, man, I wish I'd like. I would have squatted 800 that. before. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of the mentality I have behind it. But, you know, also making sure that I'm listening to my body and being healthy. Or yeah. Sometimes you get guys like Ronnie who, who don't, and that's why they have injuries. So it's. You know, it's that balance between the two of, you still push yourself really freaking hard and listen to your body and know, yeah. okay, I need to stop doing what I'm doing right now because yeah. I'm hurting myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what a lot of people have to learn is there's a difference between pain because you're pushing yourself and you're training really hard and, okay, I'm actually hurt. Yeah. There's a difference yeah. between the two. And that took me a while to kind of figure out. Like, I used to just think like, oh, just keep pushing yourself. Go, yeah. you know, kind no of going what, hard. Matter what, days off. And, you know, making sure I'm having my full rest days, sometimes two rest days. Sometimes I walk in the gym and I start working out and I don't feel good. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to go home now. Yeah. This is my rest day. I don't plan my rest days. I take them when my body needs it. Um, oh, that's nice. I mean, I, I try to plan them, at, like I said, at the beginning of the week. But, you know, training to the point where I'm like, by the time Monday comes, I'm like, okay, it's time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes Monday comes around and I'm like... Feeling I good, lift, so freaking I'm gonna go today. Yeah. Let's say somebody comes up to you, which I'm sure has probably happened, mm-hmm. and says, "Hey, I am, I am looking to get into bodybuilding." Mm-hmm. Like, what would you tell that person, <laughs> or maybe even your younger self when you were just starting that you know now? What would you, what would you let them know? Really think long and hard about it, because it will consume your life. I always tell people, and I see this more with girls. Then with guys, if you struggle with body image, if you struggle with eating disorders in the past, you probably shouldn't even be looking to this lifestyle at all. You have to be okay with seeing your body change. You have to be okay with seeing yourself extremely lean and knowing this, I can't maintain this body fat percentage. I literally will not live if I maintain this body fat percentage. Yeah. 
Um, so you have to have that mentality behind it. And there's going to be body dysmorphia, whether you want to admit it or not. I struggle with that. I mean, I have days where I'm like, I feel kind of, and I, and I know in my head, I'm like, I know I'm not. Yeah. But you see something different when you look at yourself and in other days I feel great. And so, I mean, that's definitely kind of a struggle. You have to be all in. I, like I said earlier, I hate seeing these people that are just like, oh, I'm just doing it for fun. Like, yeah. Commit. Why are you you even wasting your time with it if you're just doing it for fun or just seeing if you can do it? Like, I think that's the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. I'm like, there's so many other things you could be doing for fun and, you know, enjoying life. And because it does, it consumes you. And you're going to be different. You're going to be the person that can't eat things. You can't drink. People are going to look at you weird. They're going to be like, what? Like, why can't you do it just this once? Yep. Well, if I, I do it this once. People, yeah, people will look at you very different. Even people that are into fitness. that are Really? Like, I love working out. I love this and that. As soon as you start doing it and you can't do what they're doing in their day-to-day life, they'll be like, oh, happens all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, definitely, I do think another thing, too, that a lot of people don't realize is um, I don't like to say everything is genetics because there's people that work extremely hard, but there is. There's there's a lot of people that I look at them and I'm like, I, I can look at a guy in the gym who's never done a show before and I can say he would make a great men's physique competitor. Really? Just because he has the proportions for it. Wow. That's what it is. They want the tight waist. They want the V-taper. They want this yeah. or that. And sometimes you just have people that don't have the build. I will say my dad, he's in fantastic shape. He is. Extremely good shape. I don't think he has, and he's never done a show, I don't think he has the build that they would like. I don't right. think he has the ratios that they would like. Right. And... He might be like, oh, I'm in way better shape than this guy. He's small. He's whatever. It doesn't matter. It's an illusion up on stage. It's what that guy looks like, and it's what they're looking for. And um, so that's kind of things you get. You get a lot of people that are like, oh, I want to do a show. And a good coach can diet you down forever. They can do everything perfectly, and you're still not going to have the package that the judges want to see. Yeah. And that's nothing against that person or their work ethic or the fact that they're fit. They can be yeah. in super good shape. Yeah. But, I mean, look at half of the CrossFit community. They're in awesome shape. Yeah. If they stepped on stage, they're oh. not going to do well. Yeah. And, but that doesn't discredit them. Like, you're still going to walk by them on the street and be like, that person's jacked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah exactly. So that's where it's just a little, a little different. They like really tight waists. They like, it's just literally like the natural shape of yeah. your body. Yeah. So... It's like uh, they're looking for very specific proportions. Mm-hmm. I think I looked at a bodybuilding diagram once, and they had like wrist size. Like mm-hmm. they wanted your specific wrist size, specific oh, yeah. ankle size. I'm like, holy crap! So that's a thing too. Um, actually, with like with guys, it's almost easier to make a bodybuilder out of a smaller guy with the right proportions than a super big guy. Really? So like. Like my dad, for example, he's yeah. always been kind of bigger. So he's, I mean, he's short. He's like 5'8", but yeah. I've seen him get up to like 220 pounds. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. But to make his proportions match up with a smaller guy, you would have to get him that much bigger. And that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. So it's these guys that are naturally kind of tiny. They have a tight waist. They can, 
and they can just eat. They yeah. can just eat, 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 that's, and, and put on that size. Ooh, so. that's another thing. Wow. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> you, uh, you're a big proponent of this, at least I'm assuming mm-hmm. so. You got to eat to grow. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I don't want to generalize, but I feel like a lot of, I guess I'll say a lot of men and women alike mm-hmm. don't realize that eating more can help you grow. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you give me some more of information on that? Like what yeah. the heck? What, why is there this theory that you should starve yourself with a salad every day? I eat all the time Heck yeah. and I eat a lot. And, um, that's the thing is you get these girls that are like, I, and I see it more with girls. Mm-hmm. With guys, you don't really have as much of the, oh, I mean, you do have the guys that are like, oh, I'm cutting down. And I'm like, what do you have to cut down? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of confused. Yeah. But um, you you see it more with girls that are like, I want bigger legs. I want a bigger butt. The, the butt, that's the thing yeah. today. Everyone wants a huge butt. And I'm like, well, you need to eat. Yeah. You need to eat and you need to lift heavy. And how are you going to get stronger? How are you going to get lift heavier? You need to eat more. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care if you're vegan. I don't care if you're eating whatever. Like, I have plenty of friends who are vegan and they eat. Nice. And they train really hard and they look great. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what approach you take, but you need to be getting those calories in. Yeah. And getting those carbs, getting those protein, fat. And um, so, I mean, that's huge. That's, that's, I mean, the key for, for growing and bodybuilding, whether you just want to get bigger, that's... If you want to get stronger, oh my gosh, don't even try to get stronger without eating. Like, yeah. all my friends that power lift, all my Olympic lifters, they are eating all the time and they're eating a lot. That's awesome. Because you're not going to be able to move that weight. Yeah. You need to have the energy for it. And um, it's another thing, too, that my coach is really big on is pushing my metabolism. So mm. getting me to the point where I can be pretty lean on 300 grams of carbs a day, wow. which is... a pretty unheard of number for yeah. a lot of girls that yeah. think oh i'm eating 50 grams of carbs a day yeah. i'm like that's my first that's yeah. my snack before work like <laughs> yeah. what are you what are you doing so and what's cool with that is when he pushes us to such high numbers yeah when it does have to come time to cut down or to do a show or make weight for something or whatever he doesn't have to cut us back that far yeah. he could cut us down to 200 grams that's still plenty that's still more than a lot of people are having so it's, I mean, it's, and it's just, and he knows more of the science behind all that and how to change things here and there. But, um, yeah, it's definitely pushing yourself. I mean, it's like you look at any athlete in the world, yeah, they're eating a ton. They're eating. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are pretty freaking lean. Yeah. So. You best believe LeBron James is having oh, six yeah. to eight meals a day. Oh, that yeah. Guys, he's 100%. Rubbing. 100%. Have you seen that movie Strongman where they freaking, he like goes out and he does the event and then they go backstage and this guy has like a bottle of wine and a Snickers <laughs> and a like huge 12 inch sandwich and then he goes out there and lifts some more. I'm like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. those guys are probably force feeding some of the time, but still. Some of those really big guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they but, eat a lot. <laughs> but you got to eat to grow. That's right. Okay. All right. This is the, this is the the wrap. Okay. What's the life hack out of all of this? How? Do, what's the big life hack for bodybuilding? Oh my goodness, the big life hack. I would just say creating a habit out of it. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Is it's not something I really even think about anymore. It's not something where I'm like, oh, I should probably go to the gym. Yeah. It's like. You do it. 
I do it because I want to, and certain days I go crazy if I can't. Yeah. Like, a rest day will be extremely hard to take when it's a habit. Like, you literally have to be like, I can't go today. Yeah. And another thing, too, I always say, like, earn your rest days. Mm. Um, earn your deload weeks for powerlifting. If you're pushing hard enough, your body literally is physically going to need it. Just making sure that you work work your booty off and, and earn that. Like, And then you'll literally be like, oh my gosh, like I am loving this rest day. Yeah. But, Heck yeah. I think my life hack for this podcast is shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. That's all you got to do. <laughs> shoot that shot. Courtney, where can we find you on the internet? So I'm on Instagram, um, Rokio Fitness. It's R-O-C-C-H-I-O. Rokio. Rokio. It's the original last name. Nice. When they came over from Italy. Really? Changed it to Rocky because it's easier to pronounce. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Courtney Mo, M-O. Um, it's Courtney with K. Big Kurt. You'll see Big Kurt. You'll see Big Kurt. And you'll know. And you'll know it is me. That's right. It's my only social. I also have a regular Instagram, which is also Courtney Mo. So, so it's my non-fitness stuff. Yeah. If you want the to show that I actually have a life outside yeah. of the gym. Heck yeah. Because sometimes people only see my fitness account and they're probably like, this girl's a weirdo. She yeah. doesn't have friends. <laughs> I'm like, I swear I do. I have friends. I have a whole other account that shows it. Cool. Well, thank you for being on the show. Appreciate Thanks for it. having me.